to the End Time Talk Show with Yudine Hubbard. We all have experienced the grief of 2020 COVID as well as the Wednesday, January 6th Capitol Hill chaos. You may feel a little unsettled in knowing the sadness of this world while yet still fighting the COVID crisis. If you find yourself feeling a little fearful of what lies ahead, Understanding God's word and Bible prophecy will bring light to what's going on in the world today. Knowing the solution will cancel your fear. As you know, we are living in a strange world of uncertainties. We know you have questions like millions of us do. Now you can get those questions answered. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you long waited for. I give you talk show host, visionary Eudine Hubbard, along with the Roundtable Bible Scholars, Apostle Alonso Curry, and Dr. Annette Side. I want you to put your hands together and help me to welcome visionary Eudine Hubbard. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for being with us today. This is the End Time Talk Show, and I'm your host, Eudine Hubbard. Well, we have a powerful program for you today, so please mute your phones and get ready to be empowered, encouraged, and inspired as our roundtable Bible scholars declares the word of the Lord. Now, if you were not with us last week, we were talking about the mark of the beast. So, but this week, our roundtable topic is going to be the Lamb's Book of Life and those other books. So... Expect to be blessed. Now, we welcome you in sending your questions to us at intimeoutreachnetwork.org, or you can email them to us at info at intimeoutreachnetwork.org. Again, thank you for being with us. Now, I would like to introduce to you our talk show hub our talk show roundtable scholars who will be blessing us today. First of all, Dr. Sai, woman of God, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Apostle Alonzo Curry, man of God, thank you for being with us today. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here also. Now, our reader today will be Minister Foster, Minister Foster, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you all. Thank you for all for having me. Thank you as you read the word of the Lord for us. I'm going to be reading Philippians 4 and 3. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with all with, with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. 
Revelations 3 and 5. Revelations 3 and 5 says, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed with white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelations 13, 8 through 9. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Revelations 17 and 8. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not, and it and yet is. Revelations 20 and 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and the other book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their words. Revelations 20 and 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelations 21, 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelations twenty-two nineteen, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Revelations 3 and 12. Him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the, in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Revelations two seventeen. He that hath an ear, let him hear, what the Spirit saith unto the churches, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth. Malachi 3.16 Then they that fear the Lord spake, often unto another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. Amen. 
Amen. Thank God for the reading. Uh, Minister uh, Henry Foster, thank you so much. Amen. Lord, thank you for giving us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today. I pray in Jesus' name that because of your word, we will never, ever be the same again, and wherever we go, we will not be ashamed of the gospel, but we will share this truth with men and women and boys and girls so that they would be saved and not be lost. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, thank you for being with us. We're going to go to our first commercial, and then we will be back with our roundtable. Thank you for being with us. God is waiting for the body of Christ to merge together and act on 2 Chronicles 7.14. The If My People prayer line is now in effect. It first starts with the body of Christ leading the way. We are asking every Christian to pick a day of the week to help build mass numbers of voices under open heaven. God is listening on the prayer line. Report to duty and obey God's order of If My People, starting with the saints to be examples for the world. Jesus asked, will you pray with me one hour? Join the prayer line. We are praying for this nation every night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. The prayer line is free. Call us at 877-352-5181. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for the loved ones in your life. Call to duty. God is calling. Answer the call. Do you want your heavenly wings? Are you obeying God by witnessing? Now you can witness to over 130 people each month without talking to anyone. End Time Outreach Network is running a campaign to send a salvation summons to every household in America. Our motto, America for Jesus. Why? To save lives. The end time signs are clear. Will you chip in $25 a month to help with the postage for us to mail a salvation summons to every home in America and keep this important witnessing campaign going. End Time Outreach Network is an IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization. Therefore, your donations are tax deductible. Call 877-352-5181 or donate online at endtimeoutreachnetwork.org. Experience what a real soldier in God's army feels like. Call to duty. God is calling. Answer the call. Thank you. Well, back to our roundtable. Dr. Sai, the, um, there is so much packed up in these books. You know, I, I believe that there are many Christians who have not really studied or really heard about these, not only the Book of Life, but these other books. Can you, I mean, what is the Book of Life? 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Uh, the Lamb's Book of Life, the Lamb's, and for me to talk about the Lamb's Book of Life, I first have to talk about the Lamb. Amen. And Jesus is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The Lamb who was slain. Jesus was slain on the cross for our sins. That's why everyone that will go to heaven must come through Jesus, the Lamb. Jesus uh, Lamb's Book of Life, Jesus' uh, book, this special book, this Lamb that acknowledge uh, his own. I mean, we are his own before his Father. Uh, Jesus died on the cross for everyone, but not everyone would take advantage of Jesus' death for their benefit. Uh, Jesus, the Lamb, uh, death uh, is our birthright. And uh, once we accept Jesus in our heart, um, we inherit that birthright. However, again, uh, many uh, people are allowing the devil to steal their birthright. Uh, the devil has stolen their names out of the Lamb's Book of Life that gives eternal life in heaven. Um, but the invitation is is given to every human being. However, you must RSVP uh, to receive your heaven inheritance that God has given us. So the Lamb's Book of Life uh, is a final book. Amen. This book uh, would be at the great white throne to determine sinners' final eternal sentence. Uh, just before they are cast into the lake of fire. And you get that out of Revelation 20 uh, and 12. The man of God just uh, read that. Uh, and that's important that we should really know that. And Because uh, he said, I saw the dead. And, and you talk about, uh, I saw the great white throne and them that sat on it. And then the 12th verse, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book will open, which is the book of life. And the dead was judged out of those things which was written in the books according to their works. Amen. So the books are records. But the Lamb's Book of Life is security for us. Our souls are secure and safe in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's Book of Life represents our citizenship in heaven. Uh, those whose name are written in the Lamb's Book of Life are those who belong to God, those who have achieved eternal life, such a great achievement. God knows everything. God knows who will and who will not be saved. And our names have been listed before the, the world was created. God is that kind of awesome God. He knows everything. Uh, identifying the book of life as a record of names of those who have eternal salvation. And I believe that this special book records everyone who gave their hearts to Jesus. Uh, Jesus promised uh, that he would never blot out our names out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, our names are written in it again before the world was created. And the question is, is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Uh, the Lamb's Book of Life represents Jesus the Lamb. It represents uh, Jesus dying on the cross for us because the Lamb died on the cross for us. It represents the names of believers, uh, those who are benefiting from Jesus' death by giving their heart to Jesus. And, and people who made uh, Jesus dying on the cross not in vain. And I refuse to let my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ die 
dying on the cross be in vain in my life. Uh, the names of those who did, uh, did not allow, again, uh, the lamb to be crucified uh, and that they're, they're, they're dying. His dying was not in vain. Uh, then we have the book of life. Some Bible scholars say that the book of life and the, uh, the lamb's book of life are the same. But I see a difference there because the book of life is uh, a little different because your name can be erased out of the book of life, but it cannot be erased out of the lamb's book of life. At the bottom, and just to explain that, Revelation 17, 8, uh, the name of the redeemed are written in the book of life. I believe that this book will be used when you die and uh, open up your eyes in eternity to determine if you will go to heaven or hell. Uh, backsliders' names are erased out of the book of life. Uh, when you uh, give Jesus your heart, your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, you see on obituaries, uh, the deceased gave his heart uh, to Christ at a young age. However, what did you do since you gave Jesus your heart to determine if your name was erased or not out of the book of life? Uh, if you are a backslider and you did not repent in time, means that your name was once in the book of life, then erased. Uh, meaning uh, your name is not in the Lamb's book of life. At the end of your life, uh, your life will be determined if you have non-repentant sins. And I believe that the book record uh, of the day for each individual who accepts Jesus uh, on that day, uh, as well as those that have not accepted or those that accepted and once backslid that your name would be blotted out. Again, the question is, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Uh, because, you know, to be honest, uh, everyone would not be saved. It's sad to say everyone would not be saved, and, and it tells us that in Revelation 20 and 15 that it's going to be revealed our destiny of those um, names that are not written uh, in the book of life, uh, and they will be cast into the lake of fire. So this is really serious, and everyone, uh, again, have an opportunity to be saved, but not everyone will be saved because the, they will be deceived and tricked by the devil. And uh, the devil, who is the God of this world, have blinded the eyes of so many. And if you don't witness to reach them, and that's why it's important that we reach them, because if we do not witness, they will not be saved. I personally believe that the saints are assigned a selected number of people, but the devil tried to stop us from witnessing by discouraging us from witnessing. Uh, witnessing is not a popular thing. Uh, saints do not like the idea of being rejected or looked upon as weird. <laughs> saints um, uh, don't like it when people uh, tell them uh, uh, something that uh, they don't want to hear it and they get that uncomfortable uh, feeling. Uh, therefore, thousands of saints just stop witnessing. Uh, this made the devil. Uh, this made the devil so happy. The devil is smiling, got a big smile on his face, because uh, when we don't witness, we're putting souls in the devil's lap. 
you are helping the devil to enlarge hell. And, and this is something that we really need to think about because we're supposed to be growing God's kingdom, but instead we're growing Satan's kingdom unaware. Uh, and the devil would not tell you everything. If only we realized the damage that we're doing when we fail to witness. Amen. And the Bible tells us that the, the saints will barely make it in. Uh, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and ungodly appear? And this is very important. People on earth, uh, names that is not written in the book of life, uh, when it's all over and when they end up and they see the real, uh, they're going to be shocked traumatized, upset, disturbed. They're going to be troubled when they see the beast, who, 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 the Satan himself, uh, or should I say even when they see the worst, when they see the dragon Satan himself. And, and, and then they will know that uh, they gave their souls to a dragon, and now they're stuck and cannot change their minds. They can no longer ask Jesus to be my Savior because it's too late. The devil within is going to laugh at folks. Uh, while he's torturing them at the same time. But now today, uh, you can ask Jesus to rescue you from the devil and be saved from a burning hell. And that's the importance uh, that God, uh, he let us know about the, the lake of fire. And even if God just allowed those that went, they're going to go to hell, get a glimpse of heaven and what they could have had if they didn't miss out, they're going to spend eternity knowing what they miss out of. And that's a horrible feeling that you could have avoided that, but you were tricked uh, by the devil. And so people know that they have, even today you talk to different ones, they know that they have authority over their own life. And some feel that uh, this is my life. And when people try to uh, witness to them, they have the attitude like, uh, you sell me, Jesus. Sell me, Jesus, so I can be a difficult buyer. And sometimes people will give them a hard time. And, want, and I tell people, you do not uh, 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 fuss. You do not, you're not trying to sell Jesus. Your job is to enforce what the facts are and let them make an intelligent decision. But they need to know. We need to tell people what the devil uh, don't want them to know in this way that they can choose and make an intelligent decision. But this is a serious walk. Uh, we have to choose and what people fail to realize. If you do not choose Jesus, uh, you automatically go to the devil. Some people will say, well, I won't take the devil and I won't take Jesus. I I'm my own person. When you do that and you have that mindset, you belong to the devil because in order to make it in, you must accept Jesus. Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's where the Lamb's book of life, because the Lamb was slain uh, that died on your on the cross for your sins. And if you reject Jesus and if you do not come in at Lamb, no way will your name end up in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. The math is simple. Accept Jesus, go to heaven. Accept, don't uh, go to hell. But we need to let them know because you wonder why is it so hard for people to to uh, to accept Jesus. And once they understand it, uh, then they're good with it because they can make an de intelligent decision. God bless you. Thank you so much, woman of God. That is just, it's obvious to me that there are a lot of people talking about heaven that's not prepared to go there. But Apostle Curry, man of God, help us with this. For those people that's not ready you know, their names may not be in that book of life. Help us 
to see the light so that we'll know where we're going in that and we can get off of this dark path. Amen. Uh, God bless you. Uh, you know, Dr. Nett brought out a key point. I want to kind of piggyback on what she said. Uh, she focused on that you need to know that you you have a citizenship. And, and for those that know that we have citizenship, we are citizens of the United States of America. But yet when you're, you're born again, you're born again, you see the kingdom of God. And when you receive God's spirit, it says you enter into the kingdom of God. He was talking to Nicodemus, who was a religious ruler, but he didn't know the interpretation of what it means to be born again. Should I go in my mother's womb a second time? But Jesus said, no, that's just born of flesh, is flesh, and that's what's born of spirit, is spirit. But he was talking about that was of spirit, that you have to be born again spiritually so. So when Dr. Neville's talking about citizenship, I, I want to uh, kind of recall you something, that when you have citizenship, when you have a legal right, an interest, then you, you have to know you have to have a passport. I just can't go to any co country and, and call myself a member there, a citizen there, unless I have a legal passport. Let's say I have a, a legal visa that give me the, the legal right that I have ownership there. I have the privilege and the benefits there. Now, what we need to know, Dr. Nett had brought up so many good points, amen. Uh, when, you, when you have that legal citizenship, you have the passport, the word of God. We said again on, on the End Time Network, we want to make it clear, loud and clear, that the Bible that we talk about t today the Bible will be addressing today is a basic instruction before leaving earth. Everything is clear. Okay, everything is doctrine, is, is concrete. And I want to say this, that when you have the legal interest that you know that your, your citizenship is in heaven, then God put a seal on you. And then this is when these books come in. See, these books come in, and, and these books come in, and it's not like obituary. What, what is obituary? As Dr. Nett had, had made it very plain. You know, you go to a funeral, a home-going service, whatever you may call it, and you, you will hear everybody will give their opinion of what this person done. They will also give an indication of the works that the person done. And, and, and they will have probably uh, uh, of the names of the people that they impact. They may get up and testify what they've done. But let me, let me make the difference. Let, let me make it plain. The obituary of, of, of opinion of a man is different than the books that God has concerning us because the books is not a man. It's not what you see about a person because Samuel let you know that man look at the outward appearance, but it's God that sees the heart. So probably on the obituary, you probably make known the things you've seen about a person, what they've done in the natural concerning your natural eye. But concerning God, we need to know that when we stand before God and the books that's presented before us, it's just like a judge. A judge will get you to come in the courtroom. A judge will get you an opportunity to make known, are you guilty or not guilty? And rather you come in with whatever answer of a good conscience toward you, you may say, well, I'm not guilty. It may be guilty. Or you may confess you're guilty, and the, and the judge may have a little more mercy on you because you plead that I was guilty. But nevertheless, whatever you say, the judge have right before him books of your past, books of your present, and he can determine the books of your future. But he gives you a chance to deal with that. But right now, when you get before heaven, i I, I got to cut through the chase right now. i really got to cut through the chase and bring a, a red alert that we're not dealing with the spirit of purgatory. 
that you said, well, if I miss the mark, I don't get repentance made, or maybe somebody catch me on a deathbed experience where I'm halfway in a coma, you know, and, and they said, well, if they don't get it after their funeral, let's, let's, uh, let's make an altar call concerning the person, and you try to commit their body while they're dead and, and get their sin from them. That is total abomination. That is total a misconception a preconceived notion that you can have a second chance after you die. Listen to this. In Hebrews 9 and 27, it says, appointed unto man once to die. And then at that, it's a judgment. So th that should be clear. I don't even need to interpret that. Once a man dies, and then after that, it's judgment. So, you know what? If you die unjust, you will stand before God unjust. If you die before God filthy, you will stand before God filthy. If you die before God righteous, then you will present yourself righteous before God. So it's not like it's, it's in between. It's not a struggle offense. Whatever it is, the bush is going to declare that. And I'm going to let you know, beloved, I'm going to let you know that when you stand before God, everything is naked and open. And, and listen to this. He said a liar should not tarry in his sight. I don't care if you have a gift of gab, you can talk good, but you would not be able to con God because God held your record. And no matter what facade you use, you can't bring it before God. So I'm just saying right now, as we come, amen, and, and thank God that brought off so much, I really don't have to say too much. But the Lamb Book of Life, let's say this. We got to know that the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. And thank God she said it. Thank God she said it. That when your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life, that's something that God put his seal, his validation, his signature, his endorsement, his approval upon that that's been written in the Bible of life. And then when you're written in the book of life, since he lay on the slatter before the foundation of the world, listen to the key point. And, and I'm, so, I'm so rejoicing, amen, I'm so rejoicing, because when you have that name sealed by God and God put his endorsement upon that, then you are a candidate. Now, and, and another thing, I'm, I'm trying to expose a lot of things because, you know, we, we, we're not dealing with the doctrine of eternal security. That's another dogma and, and another heresy of man, eternal security. Now, I do not, and, and Dr. Neck can confirm with me, I do not believe in the doctrine of eternal security. But I do believe of that that God has predestined according to Romans, and I'm going to read it. I'm going to let God be true and let every man be a liar. According to Romans, also... In chapter 8, in verse 28, and it says, and, and we know all things work together for the good to them that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. For, for whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed into the image of his Son, that he may be the first born among many brothers. That's our chief elderly brother, Jesus uh, uh, count my salvation. Moreover, whom he predestined, those who he called, he would justify. And those that he would justify, he will also glorify. And then Paul had a revelation. He said, man, this is good because I know I'm sealed. I know I'm preserved by God. And he said, for what then shall we say to these things, that if God be for us, who can be against us? He who has separated has spared his own son, but deliver him unto us for us all. How shall he then make known the thing that I freely given to us in God? 
Who shall bring a charge against God elect? It is God who justifies. It is God who condemns. It is Christ who died. And furthermore, also then he, he was risen, and even at the right hand of the Father, and making intercession for us. Now who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, stress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or the sword? Verse 37, yet in all these things we are more than the conquerors through him who loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things to come present, or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor even creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God. This is what caused us to come before God as an answer of a good conscience. Uh, like I said, a lot you're not going to carry in God's sight. So as a Lamb Book of Life, we need to know this, that Jesus is the precious Lamb of God. Jesus is the precious Passover that allows us to get out of the hands of death, law, and curse, and sin, and sickness. Jesus dethroned that. So when you come before the book of life, Jesus already knows who will accept him before the foundation of the world. He knew that as he draw you, that you can come to himself by his spirit. And he already knew you had made an eternal decision, and that's why he said he know that and when he come as the Lamb of God, he had to be the propitiation for your sin. So our good example that we have, missionary, our good example we have, we have Abraham who offered up his very best. He gave his only begotten son. And God had to record this because what it was, it was a confirmation that God had to have a, a man that was born of the flesh to confirm what God had done in the supernatural. And it was Abraham who, who had demonstrated his love at an old age, at a, at a bared age of his wife, to give his very best, to give his sacrifice. But notice when Abraham committed to surrender his will over to God and offer up his best that he may get God's best, and, he, and then he laid Isaac at the altar. But then it, it, he heard the word of the Lord, take not your son. For God had already prepared, and I know that you love me. And they showed right then in the thickle, uh, it was a ram in the bush. What was that? That was a prototype. That was a shadow of the glorious gospel, hallelujah, of the Lamb to come. That he fulfilled what? Abraham fulfilled John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So the books is all about what? Jesus Christ of Nazareth saying, I am the Lamb of God. I must come down through a volume of books, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16. I come in a volume of books, to, oh God, to do thy will. Then in Matthew chapter 1, and then it says, Lo, the Lord came down through 42 generations, and he began to come incarnated in flesh as the Lamb of God. Interpret God is with us as Emmanuel, the Lamb of God. Then John the Baptist, glory and honor to God. John the Baptist began to declare, this is the Lamb of God. Behold, this is the Lamb of God. And right then and there, God confirmed on our open heaven of all those that will receive the Lamb of God. He showed the seal of the Holy Spirit that descended and landed on Jesus Christ as a seal. Then God gave his validation and signature and approval. This is my beloved son, who I am well pleased, the Lamb of God. John said, Lord, I'm not even worthy. But he said, you must do it to fulfill all righteousness. This is what the book is all about. 
So when you stand before God, of all that you have done, all that you have committed, all that you have surrendered unto God, it's only through Abraham you will be a faith seed of Abraham. You will be a product of Abraham. And everyone that's born of a lamb of God, you must know that Abraham, our father, is the father and the pioneer of our faith because he represents what? John three sixteen for God so loved the word. He demonstrated that, and he became the father, and he's the father of many nations even unto this day. So I'm just saying, my God, I'm so excited. I am so excited, missionary, amen, that we have a legal right, we have a passport, we have it written right here, and I want to say this, a passport is good, amen, a visa is good, but I want you to know as the Lamb of God, he was the testator. What is a testator? A testator is no power at all except a person die. So when a person die, then you have legal access to the heir of the throne and the benefits that was given to you, but he had to die. The Lamb had to die. And he was slain. Amen. And as you accept that, then you begin to see in the book of life your legal inheritance. What's before the book of life? All that you inherit to God. Your stewardship of what he had done, how he had paid the path for you, that would be written in the books. When you behold that, you see all the full benefits. Just like when somebody died, you didn't even know what they left in the will. You didn't know the benefits. You didn't know the 401K. You didn't know the house that they had and the land they had. But when you know and stand before God, all the full benefits and the manifold wisdom of God, it would be unveiled to you that you have answered that. How do it look? How do it look when you graduate? Even though you make it to heaven, you make it to heaven. You get an honorary when you make it to heaven. But don't do it look different than when you, you graduated. But look at the next roll come. When you graduate, then they let you know this person had a four-point something. This person achieved academics in this. This person specialized in this. And when you look at their role, they just don't have a plain role on because they graduate. They have all those different color uh, um, uh, banners on. They have uh, other stripes on. Show what they honor, what they had labor for. They just didn't pass school and all that. But I want you to know that when you come before God, don't you want to make, just only not make it in, just to make it in, but don't you want to have an honorary degree of areas of stewardship where God will appoint you and enter into the joy of the Lord? I tell you, missionary, time would not permit for me to say what's on my heart, but I just want to share that. Uh, amen. God bless you. Glory to God. Um, what you did is that you painted a beautiful picture. Hallelujah. If I had not already made Jesus Lord of my life, today would be my day. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, take this vision, take this revelation, and share it with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, because there is going to be a time when our names will be called, and I want my name, I want my name to be in that book of life when I stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the, the precious Lamb of God. There is a song that God uh, anointed uh, our brother Kirk Franklin and Tamara Mann is called Now Behold the Lamb. I believe this is a perfect time to listen to that anointed testimony. Join us for that. Now Behold the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people, no, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. We are building mass voices to God under heaven on the prayer line. I want to invite you, you and your friends and your family and your children too, to join us on the prayer, on the prayer line nightly each night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and at 8 p.m. Central Time, where we're, we're declaring the word of the Lord. We're calling on the name of the Lord. You can call us right now at 877-352-5181 and tell us that you want God to hear your voice under open heaven. God is listening. He is listening. And Apostle Alonzo Curry prays and declares the word of the Lord on, on Monday and Tuesday night on the prayer line. Join us. Dr. Annette Sai is leading us in prayer on Wednesdays and on Saturdays. Join us on the prayer line. We're there, not just one night, not just two nights, but seven nights a week because God wants us to pray every day. He wants to pray every day. And we acknowledge pastors who bring their congregation to help build mass voices under open heaven. It's very important to call on the name of the Lord so that our children and our family and our loved ones can be saved. God bless you. Now, back to the roundtable scholars. Um, Dr. Sai, there, there are a lot of books, aren't there, other than the Lamb's Book of Life? And what are some of the other books? The Book of the Living. Amen. Um, yes, there are uh, lots of books. Um, uh, when you really look at it, um, the book of uh, the living—I'm sorry, the book of the living. Uh, the book of the living are listed more in the Old Testament. Uh, throughout the Bible, you will hear the term the book of the living. Uh, it depends on what Bible version that you're reading out of. Some Bible version uh, call it the book of the living. Other translation call it the book of life. And some scholars believe, again, that the book of the living and the book of life uh, is the same. Uh, but we really don't even know. Uh, it could be believed that uh, the book of the living could be the living registration, uh, a book of everyone who was born and received life. But only God knows for sure. Uh, and the other books, the Bible talk about the other books, and uh, the Bible do not tell us how many other books there are. Uh, keep in mind, there are 8 billion people in the world today. Uh, 
not counting those who have passed on since the beginning of creation. So can you imagine all of these lives is going to be going, be, you know, their names is in uh, either uh, it's in the Lamb's Book of Life or it's not. And we believe that it would be many books. But God is so awesome and miraculous that he can reduce it down to 26 books in alphabetical order. Uh, we believe that the other books will display the life history of each person. And it could be a, a, a display of video, a court and, uh, record showing um, their life and even the sins that caused them to be sentenced to the death second death. As you know, the second death is the lake of fire. Uh, but uh, everyone is going that's not saved. Uh, they're going to go before the great white throne, and they're going to give an account. And God is such a good job, a good God. Uh, he's just not going to cast them into uh, the lake of the fire, but he's going to let them understand why, they're, why they are being sentenced to the lake of fire because when they opened up those books and they can see you did this sin on this day, this sin on that day, and th their whole record of their life will be displayed there in the book. So we don't know how many books. But we know God have a, a way of doing things. If God can create computers and, and that you can put a lot of files in, uh, into one little folder, uh, uh, can you imagine what those books is going to be? Because keep in mind, if we have technology great here on earth, that this came from heaven. God gave man the, the knowledge to be able to create such a thing. So if it's here on earth, it had been in heaven. So God have a way of doing uh, things that he's going to baffle our minds. And we won't know totally until uh, we get to heaven. And uh, one thing I must say, I must say, uh, talking about the books and um, uh, the Lamb's Book of Life and the um, Book of Life, uh, and, and I must say, uh, we are the ones who will enter the holy city, the new Jerusalem, and, uh, and will live forever in heaven with God. And that comes out of Revelation uh, 21 and 10. But the books, those two books, uh, the book of life and the Lamb's book of life, uh, the bottom line is this, at the end of your life and at the end of the age, the book of life and the Lamb's Book of Life will be the same. Because all the names uh, that was once in the Book of Life and they backslide, uh, it's going to be blotted out. And it's going to be back to the original book, uh, the Lamb's Book of Life. Because God knows who will be saved and who will not be saved. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Now, I don't know about the rest of you listeners, but I just really feel like I've had a wonderful spiritual shower that has just really blessed my soul. Now, uh, um, Apostle Alonzo, um, there is so much that's been said, and we're very soon we're going to head into our questions, but I want to ask you of, of all the things that's been said, if, if, if our listeners forget many of the things that's been said, but is there one thing that you want to make sure that they take away with them. What is that one thing, sir? Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, I would like to say, really, my heart is so burning and smelt like butter. But, you know, I wanna, one thing I really want to address, that we have a living hope. We, we have a living hope. And why I'm saying it, because I thought about the master that had came 
as a sacrificial lamb of God. And when he proved himself to be accepted by God, guess what happened? It said it was recorded that those that believed in him that had a living hope from the Old Testament, it found them as eyewitness seeing them walking through the city of Jerusalem. Those that was resurrected by the power of God, the scepter blood of the Lamb, that was found as, as a witness throughout the city of Jerusalem. So I got to say, beloved, you have a living hope. You have a living hope, and Jesus become, as of right now, as I speak, he become the author and the finisher of your faith. If he started, he's going to finish. We have a living hope. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We have a living hope. Thank you, man of God. Well, we are going to go into our next commercial. Don't go away. We're going to answer your questions when we come back. We'll be right back. Eon's Marketing Club with Benefits. If you are a business owner or church and want to take your business to the next level, your marketing search is over. Eon's Marketing Club Benefits can save you thousands and put a big smile on your face. Being a Marketing Club member allows you to relax and enjoy your business with less stress. Imagine all of your graphics and printing needs being either free or discounted. Enjoy a truckload of benefits, just to name a few, free consumer's directory ad, free coupon ad, free marketing counseling, magazine articles, no month-to-month cost, just one annual fee. Call 877-352-5181 and bring convenience to your fingertips. Eon's Business Sponsorship Program with Outstanding Benefits. Tap into a truckload of benefits for your business. Imagine never having to pay for business cards again. Imagine having your business on a billboard. Imagine promoting your business to the largest customer base there is, Christians. We have donation packages affordable for all businesses. End Time Business Patronage Program patronizes businesses who sponsor our urgent needed cause of winning souls. When entrepreneurs donate to End Time Outreach Network, we send customers to your business to shop. Smile because End Time Outreach Network picks up the tab. The program is designed to be a win-win blessing to your business and giving free gifts to people in our networks who are sponsoring the America for Jesus Project. Your donations help us to reach our goal faster of mailing a salvation summons to every home in America. When you donate, it's a win-win blessing. We send money back into your business. End Time Outreach Network is an IRS 501c3 nonprofit organization. Therefore, your donations may be tax deductible. Call 877-352-5181. Those who stand with this mission will be blessed. End Time Business Patronage Program, helping businesses throughout patronage program. The billboard truck is a tool used to fund the Salvation Summons. When you donate into the gold or platinum plan, we thank you by promoting your business on Eon's state-of-the-art LED mobile digital billboard truck. 
This is our way of saying thank you. Amen. Thank you for being with us. And uh, I just want to remind you that we welcome your end-time questions. You can send them to us at endtimeoutreachnetwork.org, or you can email them to us at info at endtimeoutreachnetwork.org. Now, we do have some couple of questions today, and um, Minister Foster will um, read for you our first question, and um, we, we're ready, Minister Foster. Question number one. Uh, bless you, God bless you. The first question uh, is, will everyone that refuse the mark of the beast, will they go to heaven? Okay. Well, now, we are going to ask our in-time, our roundtable scholar, um, Dr. Sai, would you answer that question for us, please? Yes, ma'am. Will everyone uh, who refused the mark of the beast go to heaven? Um, It's a simple answer, no. Um, There will be people who would not accept Jesus in their hearts. And, um, you know, after uh, the rapture take place, um, um, they won't accept. You know, God, some people say, well, I'm not going to accept the Antichrist and I won't accept God. I'm my own person. Uh, there will be some people that's going to be like that. And in order for you to be saved, you're going to have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's an easy fix. Uh, people uh, need to realize if you miss the rapture and, and reject the mark of the beast, they still must accept Jesus into their heart in order to be saved and go to heaven, meaning um, uh, it will be some people that will be running for their lives and trying to hide from the police and don't want to take the mark. But if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're still in trouble. The Bible says, uh, uh, if we accept him into our heart, amen, God will put a seal of protection on us. And, and keep in mind, after the rapture, it's going to be the worst situation ever. Uh, it's going to come a time that there are going to be giant uh, locusts that's going to come out the violence pit, and they're going to go and find everyone that do not have the seal of God in their foreheads. And so if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God himself will seal and protect you, you will have the seal of God in your forehead. Not the devil's seal, but you have God's seal. Uh, and, and therefore, when those giant locusts that big look like a horse and, and uh, mess up, and when you look at them, you're going to be scared, and they have this thing uh, in them. But if you have accepted Jesus, the locusts would not touch you because the locust job is to find everyone, everyone that do not uh, have the seal of God and to sting them. Uh, and the sting is going to hurt so bad, uh, and they're going to want to die and cannot die. So they would not kill you, they're just going to torment you, and the pain is going to last for five months. 
you know, and uh, when you look at that thing, uh, especially when they want to die and can't die, death going to flee from them. So it's important to have the seal of God. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior because if you uh, just not get the mark of the beast or you just escape the mark of the beast, but did not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, you would not go to heaven. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Sine. The math is simple there, isn't it? Um, Minister Foster, would you please read the second question? Amen. Thank God for uh, Minister Foster. Amen. Uh, he's coming forth with a question. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay. Um, the second question is, well, Minister Foster, I'll, I'll take it. What is death and Will everyone die? And um, Apostle Alonzo, would you answer this question for us, please? Uh, I believe you said, what is death and would everyone die? Um, yes, according, sir. According to the Bible, amen, we read, uh, by one man, death, many came under death. That was through the first man, Adam. And people use that for alibi all the time because Adam committed sin, therefore we got to be victimized. Even when we come out of our mother's womb, whether we did anything or not, we come under the spirit of death. But no, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to leave you there. That was Adam did. But thank God for the last Adam. And I didn't say second Adam, because any time I say second Adam, that can be a third Adam, fourth Adam. But when you say last, that is the end. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Jesus, by one man obedient, many must come unobedient. So Jesus... Is the one. It's going to be the focal point for all humanity. So concerning the, the, the question of death, we'll all die. Well, I'm going to say this, beloved, that Jesus Christ came to give life to all humanity. And, and some misconception that he only came to give life to, to only those that's born again. No, he gave life to all humanity. That's why we all inexcusable. And the Bible lets you know that all excuses is nailed to the cross of Calvary. Jesus Christ was accepted for all humanity. And if you want to know about the book, the book, the white throne judgment and all that, when we be judged, well, I'm going to show you an example of what happened that represents all humanity. When Jesus Christ was the propitiation for our sin, the lamb slain for the foundation of the world, he stood between two thieves. On the cross. And those two th threes, they represent all humanity. And both thieves was guilty. They both was guilty as charged. And they was going to pay their penalty under the Roman government. But look, look at Jesus Christ being in the middle as the, as the mediator, as the advocate, as the counsel, as the attorney. He represents all humanity. And that was a platform set before all humanity. And then once the Lord... I know what I did is wrong, but you didn't do nothing wrong. And, 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 and Lord, I, just, I recognize what you've done for us, and I'm asking you to forgive me. And others said, well, no, 
you know, I, I don't even want, want to receive that. I don't want to receive a report of what he done. You know, if he, if he God, he can come on down. If he say who he is, he can come on down. You know, but the, the, thing, the other thing, wanted to say, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. And he said, this day that shall be with me in paradise. So concerning the death question, Jesus being the mediator, the turner, attorney, the counselor, he died. The thief on the left hand, he died. The one on the right hand that received Jesus, he died. So the death question meaning that, yes, we're going to die, but you know what? Whether you're born again or not, you know what? You have eternal life. Some eternal life, some going to have eternal life and wake up to eternal life, everlasting with damnation and shame and reproach. Some going to uh, come out of everlasting life and eternal life into everlasting joy and peace. But both of them had everlasting life. But you had to choose, do you want it to eternal damnation or do you want it into the joy of the Lord and the righteousness that God have already preserved for you? So the death question, you got to really know, beloved, that to death to a believer missionary, well, amen, when I go to a home-going service, I don't see them as dead. I see them as sleep. And they're going to wake like Elijah. Uh, hallelujah. When Lazarus, I mean, when Lazarus, he, he was called by his name. Thank God that Jesus didn't, didn't just say, come forth, because everybody came forth. But he called him by name. Why? Because in his DNA he had eternal life, and death could not hold him down. But when he said, Lazarus, come forth, he came forth. When those that walked through the city, city of, of Jerusalem that died, they had to come forth. Death was not, not going to hold them back. So, yeah, we'll all die. Yes, you'll die, but then your place of destination. That's something that you had to sit in the seat and make that decision. Somebody came to Jesus and said, Lord, can you tell us, can my son sit on the right hand and the other on the left hand? He said, it's not given for me to make that decision. So the right hand is honor. The left hand is dishonor. The right hand is sheep. The left hand is gold. The right hand is blessing. The left hand is cursed. So you, this day, choose life or death, blessing or cursing. But God said, I'd rather that you choose life that you and your seed may live. It's plain. Amen. Dr. Nett made it so plain that a fool can't err, a baby can't err. Amen. Uh, atheists can't err. Hallelujah. So uh, it's been plain tonight. So, yes, the death question is not overruled. The only death that you probably only experience, and, and the death in the Hebrew means a separation from God, a separation from God present. That's what the, uh, the, the death means in that. Because even David said, if I, make my bed and, uh, if I make my bed in hell, Lord, you're there, you're all over. But let me say this, beloved. God's spirit is everywhere. God's spirit is everywhere, but God's present is not. And, and that's what David prayed in Psalm uh, uh, 51. Lord, take not the Holy Spirit from me. Not, Lord, take me not away from your presence. He knew that it was God present that believed you, you'd be totally separated. So I want to say, thanks to the Lord, you don't have no excuse because the last man, Adam, already was a ransom, and he died and became sin and took on your penalty. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for that, man of God. Now, while we're talking about books, I would just like to remind you that the End Time Outreach Network has written a step-by-step guide to what to do. Can I take it back on what the man of God was saying? I like the way he brought it out. He was talking about the place of destination. Can I just pick it back on that question? Yes, please. Make it real fast. Uh, death. Uh, death is uh, a vehicle. It's like a vehicle that will trans- 
uh, port you from one place to another, uh, like a vehicle that would transport you from he- from earth to into eternity, uh, like a vehicle that would transport you from earth to either heaven or hell. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, the book of life, we've been talking about the book of life, uh, it may even uh, put you to a point like a fork in the road um, where you will, uh, when you take your last breath and die, uh, it will be determined which way you're going, heaven or hell. But death is going to have to get you uh, from this earth to your destiny. Uh, so as the man of God uh, was saying, where are you going to spend uh, your life, your eternal life? And death connects us with our eternal soul, uh, with eternity. And uh, the question is, uh, like the man of God said, where will your soul reside? Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Uh, death is a good thing when you die in the Lord. Because like the man of God said, to, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. However, death is a bad thing when you die without Christ. Why? Because to be absent from the body uh, uh, and you're not saved, it means that you'll be present with the devil. And that's something you do not want. So I just wanted to just uh, throw that out there. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. Now this is what we call hot topics. Now, the step-by-step guide to what to do if you miss the rapture is a very important book for you and for your family. And if you would like this book, just give us a call at 877-352-5181. Ah, you know, we've, we, you have blessed us. You've given us so much information, but uh, there are still people who have not made Jesus Lord of their lives. And I know that there must be some people whose heart is burning now that they want to be ready when Jesus comes. And uh, Apostle Alonzo, I'd like to ask you if you would do us the honor of leading those people to the Lord who wants to make Jesus Lord of their life. Amen. God bless you. It'll be an honor. Amen. Uh, The price is already paid. It's paid in full. Amen. He's giving you the spirit as a down payment of better things to come. So I just want you to right now go in your heart of heart. Is this between you and Jesus? I want you to make this personal today. Because today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. I ask you to repeat these words with me. Father, I come in the name of Jesus. God, I acknowledge right now my sins before you. Lord, I acknowledge the price that you paid on the cross of Calvary for my redemption, my atonement. I thank you that I received the blood. I thank you, Lord God, that as I call upon you in truth, I desire truth today in my inward part. I heard the word of the Lord. I believe in the promise of God. And, Lord, I ask today, make a covenant with me. And, Lord, I just pray right now that as Stephen was stoned to death 
and you were standing at the right hand of the Father to give him an honorable discharge. And, Lord, I pray that if I die tonight, that I would have an honorable discharge like Stephen, that you would stand up on the right hand of the Father and receive me. So, Lord, I ask right now, in your name, by your blood, that you will hear my cry. Have mercy upon me and forgive me of all my sins. That I acknowledge I come short of the glory of God. And I acknowledge the work is finished. And I receive the finished work today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Behold the Lamb of God. I want to welcome you to the family of God. If you praise that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Now, join us nightly in prayer and grow with us. Now, next Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time, the talk show topic will be hell, the second death, and the lake of fire. Don't miss it. Join us on the prayer line nightly. And let me just pray for you. Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the information and guidance that you set before us. Lord, thank you for such a talk show as this. Lord, help us to take what we learn to prepare ourselves for your return. Help us to witness to others. God, I thank you for your special soul-winning operation plan and the ability to help with the postage donation and sending salvation summonses to every home in America. This gives every household a chance to accept Jesus and be saved. Touch the heart of the people, Lord, and open their understanding to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Ah, So don't forget, tune in next Saturday to the talk show. Please feel free to submit your questions to us online and call us at 877-352-5181. Thank you for listening to today's talk show where we're reminding the saints soon and very soon we will be going to see the king. It's not just the saying now, it's reality. See you next week.